welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on this uh, January 17th. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we have a scripture for you. Straight out of Deuteronomy 3, 22. Deuteronomy 3, verse 22 says, Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. Hallelujah. I was going to say, can anybody say hallelujah? hallelujah. That ought to get Jesus. you excited. Yes, it should. Hallelujah. And I bet it does. Yeah, it does. And to get you even more excited, we're going <laughs> to talk about don't trust in money, trust, trust in, in God. God. That's right. You know, if you were to take any paper money out of your wallet or purse, you'd find the words, "In God we trust, printed on it. At least for the moment, yeah, you will. really. But the real question is, in God, do we trust? 1 Timothy 6, 17, 6, 17, New King James Version. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Wow. I trust in the living God. We do. And we believe you do too. The living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. He gives us the power to prosper because he said he would. So often we're blinded to who it is who brings wealth into our lives. We must recognize who is our source, who is truly our source. In other words, don't trust in money, trust in God. Now, this sounds so simple and in principle it is, but in reality, we're wired to trust in money, not God. Yeah, the world we live in. That's it. We wisely gain education, secure a job, work hard, and find ways toward job security. While planning is good, you cannot trust more on the plan than you do God's ability to carry out that plan. That's right. There's no doubt God wants you to use money. To get his work done. But just as clearly, he doesn't want you to trust in these means. Proverbs 21 31. 21 31. The horse is made ready for the day of battle. Mm, I love this scripture. <clears throat> the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory <clears throat> belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. That's right. Therefore, our confidence should not be in the horse, but in the Lord. In Psalm 20, verse 7, Psalm 20, verse 7, it says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name, name of, of the, the Lord, Lord our, our God. God. Hallelujah. Amen. Seven things we should know about trusting in God. Amen. Number one. Number one. Trust means giving God full control of our lives and our money. It Ooh. is often through money that God clearly shows he's in total control. Trusting him is taking your position as a steward of his possessions. Matthew 6, 32 and 33. 6, 32, 33, classic Amplified Bible. For the Gentiles, heathen, wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows well that you need them all. But seek, aim at, strive after, first of all the kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, then all these things taken together will be given to you besides. These two verses, as we've often said, 
reveal the divine progression. God first, then he provides everything else that you need and want. Yes, I did say want. And just for the record, as we've told in the past, it's all his money anyhow. We're just the stewards. Mm -mm. Number two, trust builds our trustworthiness in our finances. If he can trust us with money, then he can trust us with greater responsibility and the true riches. Matthew 6, 24 tells us about that. Matthew 6, verse 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So true. In Strong's Concordance, the word mammon G3126. G3126 is the Greek word mammonus, mammonus, and it means riches, where it is personified and is opposed. Do you hear that? Opposed to God. This verse actually is saying that mammon is not mammon, is not money, uh, is when money is a rival to God. It opposes his desires and his plans that he has for his children. And here's a bit of enlightening history for you that we found out. The Syrians served a god called Mammon. Additionally, the Syrians were the first people to create a system of loaning money. Do you want to know or guess what it was called? Would you believe Mammon? So when you're up to your eyeballs in debt, paying interest, continually worrying because your money runs out before the end of the month, then your riches are being used in a way that is opposed to God's purposes. Think about that. God wants us trusting in him, and then we will receive the true riches. Amen. Number three, hmm. trust God. Well, trust gives God a chance to prove his love. That's a better way of saying it. Trust gives God a chance to prove his love. Scripture tells us God assumes the responsibility of providing basic necessities for everyone who trusts him. Matthew 7.11, 7.11, classic amplified Bible. Few then, evil as you are, know how to give food, know how to give good and advantageous gifts to your children. How much more? your Father who's in heaven, perfect as he is, give good and advantageous things to those who keep on asking him. There are times when we prevent God from proving his love for us by trusting, well, by trusting the world to meet our financial needs instead of God. Mm. Malachi 3.10, 3.10, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. There may be meat in mine house, and prove me now hereof, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, then there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's it. The verse contains the only time in Scripture where God says, prove me. Prove me. Mm. Malachi 3.10 in the New Living Translation says it this way, I will open the windows of heaven for you, I will pour out a blessing so great you won't be able to have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. And see, that's a matter of trust. Wow, isn't it? 
Number four, trust brings an opportunity for God to work miracles. Hebrews 11, verses 1, and then verse 6. Hebrews 11, verses 1, and then verse 6 in the New International Version says, Faith is being sure of what, of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. But then it goes on to say in verse 6, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yes. Hebrews 11 is filled, well, as you all know, with examples of men and women who saw God work miracles amid their circumstances, people whose weakness was turned to strength. It's called the faith chapter. Amen. When we trust in God, he will give us opportunities to showcase his power. 2 Corinthians 4.11 2 Corinthians 4.11, Living Bible says, Yes, we live under constant danger in our lives because we serve the Lord. But this gives us constant opportunities to show forth the power of Jesus Christ within our dying bodies. God wants you and, and me, wants all of us to maximize every opportunity we have. Yes, he does. Because in Colossians 4.5, 4 verse 5, New English translation, it says, conduct yourself with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunities. When he knows he can trust us, he will give us even greater opportunities. Yes, he will. Number five, trust allows God to provide direction. Whether in abundance or lack, God is able to show you his unique plan. By always following your own path, you may miss the very opportunities that God has for your life. 1 Corinthians 7, 17. 1 Corinthians 7, 17, the Living Bible. Be sure in deciding these matters that you are living as God intended. Following God's direction, not man's, but God's. Luke eleven twenty eight eleven twenty eight classic Amplified. But he said, blessed, happy, and to be envied. Rather are those who hear the word of God and obey and practice it. It's not enough just to hear the word. It's not enough just to obey the word. We must practice it. Living the word must become a lifestyle for us. Mm, that's right. And number six, trust fosters mm. self-control. Self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. It's vital to our success in managing money and it flows over to every aspect of our lives. Self-control is so important that it's listed among those fruits. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, in case you don't remember, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, this in the classic Amplified Bible says, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, meaning gladness, peace, patience, and meaning an even temper or forbearance, kindness, goodness, meaning benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meaning meekness and humility, self-control, meaning self-restraint and continence. Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge. Self-control is a gift of God. Furthermore, 2 Timothy 1.7, 2 Timothy 1.7 Classic Amplified, says this, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, 
of cowardice or craving and cringing and fawning fear. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love, excuse me, yes, and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Hallelujah. So he fosters that in us. Number seven, trust brings maturity. Trust brings maturity. How you handle money as a reflection of your inner spirit. You mature or become perfected as you wait and trust God for his provision. Money is neither good or bad. It's simply a tool for exchange. It is how you handle or trust God with your finances that bring you into his blessing or detour you to a place of lack. Perhaps that's why scripture says to trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not to your own understanding. 2 Kings 18 verses 5 through 7. 2 Kings 18 5 through 7 classic amplified Bible. Hezekiah trusted in, leaned on, was confident in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that neither after him nor before him was any one of the kings of Judah like him. For he clung and held fast to the Lord and ceased not to follow him, but kept his commandments as the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with Hezekiah, and he prospered wherever he went. Mm. One final thought. Don't chase money. Chase God. Then the money will chase, chase you. you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for sure. Go to heraldhearing.com if you're blessed by the teaching. Click the button that says sow a seed. Just ask God what seed to sow. Do what he says. That's all we ever ask. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep Thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.